You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, John Nan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so what is happening y'all i hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far Oh boy, um, I feel like this past week actually went by super fast, um, as always, but uh, I also did not believe that today was Wednesday, because we usually pre-record the, uh, the episodes the day before they get broadcasted on CFRU Radio, and today just did not feel like a Wednesday, so... I actually had to consciously remind myself that today was TKO recording day, uh, which I was, I mean, I'm, I'm always super excited about, but you ever just like do so much work and you're so busy during the day, you forget what day it is. Today was definitely one of those days. So you know what? That aside, can't complain. Life is good, man. And the words of future and Drake. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just out here. Uh, trying to hang in there you know um y'all know i'm a grad student and uh you know i am sure i can speak on behalf of other grad students and um the fact that you know stuff is definitely picking up you know with your research and teaching and all the other commitments that you may have and also um you know being that this is being broadcasted from cfru radio i bet so many university students are also uh, going to be listening to this, you know, to Guelph students, undergrads listening to this. And I know it's probably the most unpleasant time of the year with a lot of midterms still ongoing, uh, a lot of final uh, or like, yeah, final assignments, end of the semester assignments, so on and so forth. So I can imagine how stressed y'all might be, but uh, take it from the person who's been through it all. Um, you got this. Just think about the relief that will come after you hand in your assignment, the relief, the excuse me, the relief that will come after you hand in your final exam, and uh, you know pain is temporary, but that glory and that relief of you passing that course, getting an awesome grade on that course, is forever on your transcript, <laughs> literally. But uh, yeah, don't stress, don't stress. Also, make sure that you're taking frequent breaks. Make sure you're eating proper meals and make sure that you are drinking water because that is fundamental to human health. You hear me? And, uh, you know, I'm not just saying this. And I know you're probably like tuning into the radio, listening to TK like, what is this girl talking about? Is this like a self-help podcast? No, um, I am merely telling you from my own experience and, you know, some of the stuff that I would discuss with my friends and my coworkers. And I say this because, you know what, TKO Nation, I care about every single one of you. And I want you all to be su ah, successful and healthy and um, at peace. So uh, those are my recommendations to all y'all uh, for the next little while until I catch you next week and I'll give you more life tips. <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, I hope everybody's day has been good so far. I just got home from work and um, I thought, okay, you know what? 
since I had a long day, I'm really excited to do TKO. But while I'm doing TKO, because I mean, TKO is like a 30 minute time slot in my day. I might as well just put in an order for some takeout. And uh, by the time I'm done recording TKO, my food would have been delivered to my door. And I'm really excited about that as well. Uh, but you know what that means? That means that this gal right here is uh, very, very hungry to the extent of becoming hangry. But oh no, we're not going to let it get there. Even if it is going to get there, we're going to redirect that energy into talking about some exciting stuff that's been happening in the world of combat sports. And that is what I call a nice segue, everyone. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, so you can tell that somebody's really excited to get their burrito bowl at the end of the night. But uh, yeah, anyways, I digress. I hope everybody's been doing well and phenomenal. Um, <laughs> bottom line, don't be stressed. Drink water. Take care of your um, rests. You know, please do t take breaks and rest. Don't overwork yourself and treat yourself at the end of the day. Yes. Uh, so, okay, a lot has been happening in the world of combat sports. I feel like there's never, there's, there has not been a dull moment in the world of combat sports over the past couple of months or so. Um, so, <laughs> something happened over this past weekend. Uh, as you may remember, if you tune into our previous episode, uh, we talked about the celebrity boxing fight that happened, uh, or at the time we we're talking about the fight that was going to happen between Jake Paul, the number one celebrity boxer, I would say, and the former UFC champion and MMA legend, Anderson Silva, who is now trying to make a name uh, of himself in the world of professional boxing. So the two had a fight this past weekend. And it was really interesting. Um, it led to some really interesting results. And the way that both uh, fighters performed, it was really intriguing. And you know what? It's just like, you know, as a, as a combat sports fan, you were just sitting there on the couch and just like, you know, thinking about it philosophically and, uh, you know, what the implications uh, of the fight would be and what the aftermath of it would be and all that. So today we're going to be um, reminiscing and also breaking down that Jake Paul and Anderson Silva fight, what happened, what's next for both guys. And, uh, also I really want to tell you guys about some of the fights that are happening in the next couple weeks. So yeah. Um, before I get into that though, I really do want to put out a announcement before we officially start with the content of the show. So if you are a hip hop fan, uh, you probably uh, have heard about the passing of the rapper Takeoff from the Migos. And um, yeah, it's just really unfortunate because, um, you know, all, all the gun violence that is happening in the States and it is impacting a lot of people, and uh, in this case, I know that Takeoff uh, had a lot of fans, and his music was always so accessible by by everyone, and a lot of people, you know, they always appreciated the Migos, and um, just discussing this with uh, some of my friends, and, um, you know, the success that a group like, a group and a team like the Migos had, it wouldn't have been possible without the three of them. Um, and so now that 
this unfortunate event has happened to take off i i really don't know what's next for them in the future because when you th when you thought about their group their rap group you would think about the three of them and uh, they were like each uh a corner of a very important triangle being the amigos so rest in peace to take off um and uh, we're thinking about his family uh in this in this tough time and all of his uh friends and loved ones may he rest in power so this episode we're going to be dedicating to take off rest in peace okay um so now without further ado let's jump into what we will be talking about actually and uh so not this week but the week after we're going to be doing a full-on all-exclusive fight breakdown for ufc 281 and you're like whoa we just had a ufc pay-per-view event like literally last week and it's already coming up yes yes that's that's how quick the ufc tends to act on <laughs> such things and oh boy let me tell you uh, it is going to be a very incredibly stacked card and you know why how, how can you tell even if you don't know who's going to be fighting on the card the fact that i tell you that this fight card is going to be happening in madison square garden in new york should tell you something you know how just how legendary madison square garden is and the fact that every time the ufc decides to host uh, fight cards there it's always so incredibly legendary and the fight card tends to be always stacked and this is no exception so um yeah i'm really excited to break down all the fights for you guys next week however you know what i was thinking i was thinking that i will probably talk about a few of the fights on this episode and break them down for y'all because i know you guys also know me and how much of a ranter i tend to be especially if i'm really excited about a topic or a certain bouts or a fight so um you know knowing <laughs> what the main event is and what the co-main event is there are two other bouts that really catch my eye and i would love to talk about on this episode before i um you know before i before getting into some of the uh, other fights on this fight card for next week okay so we're gonna be doing that and then um yeah so for the main fights we'll talk about them in more detail next week but just to give you a preview so ufc 281 is going to be headlined by a very, very interesting middleweight championship bouts between the current champion, Stylebender Israel Adesanya, who's going to be fighting off against the number, number four contender in the middleweight division, Alex Pereira from Brazil. And, oh, okay. So it, it takes a lot of uh, self-control not to already uh, express how excited and hype I am about this fight and not to directly jump into the breakdown for this fight. Um, I'm really like catching myself at my rest here. I'm just like, Janan, no, don't you dare. Uh-uh, no, we're just going to leave that for next week. But um, let me just tell you how exciting this fight is because in my opinion, in my humble opinion, after having broken down MMA fights for y'all since 2016, this is arguably the hardest fight that Israel Adesanya could be getting at this point of his career. Alex Pereira, yeah, okay, like you haven't really heard of him as much as you have about other 
previous opponents of Ezra Adesanya. Um, however, do not sleep on this man. Do not sleep on Alex Pereira. Um, he's just a different type of beast, man. And in that regard, uh, I'll be talking about him more on our uh, next episode about what his uh, main style of fighting tends to be and why Alex Pereira actually poses a huge danger to Israel's, uh, uh, excuse me, Israel Adesanya as the champion here. So I'm really excited about this fight and I cannot wait to break it down for y'all next week. But I just wanted to, to just pre briefly preview everything here just so you know what to expect for next week. Another fight that I'm going to be breaking down for y'all next week for UFC 281 is the co-main event of the evening, which is okay. Some of my all-time favorites are going to be fighting here. We're going to be having uh, Carla Esparza, the current strawweight champion at the UFC, defending her title against the former strawweight champion at the UFC, Zhang Weili, uh, who currently holds the number two rank um, in this weight division. This is going to be very interesting. Um, and, you know, you know me. I always love to see... Uh, our women fighters fight in the UFC, especially because we have so many um, amazing fighters and such phenomenal talents in, in the women's uh, division of the of the league. And Carla Esparza, she is one of the pioneers in um, uh, mixed martial arts, spe specifically at the UFC. She, among uh, people like Ronda Rousey, were amongst the first people to be signed to the UFC as women fighters. So uh, she's done a lot for women's MMA, specifically women's MMA in the UFC. She was actually, excuse me, she was actually the... Um, first ever strawweight champion at the UFC. The division was kind of formed around her at the time and some other individuals. And uh, yeah, so she she was the first ever woman strawweight champion. Some stuff happened. The belt was uh, circulated around for a little bit. And uh, here she is now, I believe after arguably 10 years or so, she has regained the belt for herself and that goes to show how badass of a fighter Carla Esparza is and just just the turn of events at the UFC specifically in the strawweight division and uh, I'll talk about this more um, on our next episode and how the strawweight division and uh, the women's strawweight division in the UFC is one of those really interesting weight divisions in which we have very select people who just rotate the belts between each other and they're just so all incredibly good at what they do and so they're so incredibly competitive that you know it you wouldn't be surprised at this point if somebody loses their belts to another person who is a former champion and if the former champion becomes the new champion and then the, the new champion fights another former champion and they lose the belt and the former champion becomes the new champion you know what i mean um so there's a lot of um uh, a lot of that dynamic happening in the women's strawweight division at the ufc and so it'll be interesting to see if we're going to be witnessing something similar in this case, in the in the case of Carla Esparza fighting off against Zhang Weili. But for more detail, tune into our episode for next week. Um, and I'll tell you why 
Uh, this would be a very interesting fight specifically for Carla Sparza because Carla Sparza comes from a very strong wrestling background and Zhang Weili is one of those just she trains so incredibly hard and um, you want to say oh you know her striking is superb or you know whatever specific style you cannot really comment on that because she is one of those select people who is just such a well-rounded mixed martial artist so for that reason um similar to what i said about israel adesanya getting uh, a very difficult challenge in this case against Al alex Pereira for the main event i would arguably say that carlos barza is also getting a very tough challenge for herself and for the strawweight title having been um, assigned to fight against zhang wei li but in that regard, once again, I'll be talking about it more in detail next week. Okay, so um, <laughs> the fights that I wanted to talk about for this episode, which I was in the back of my mind and subconsciously just thinking about over the past couple weeks are actually happening on this fight card. And I didn't really know that uh, they were happening here. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about the third last fight of the evening, which is going to be a lightweight bout between the former interim lightweight champion, Dustin Poirier, and uh, the former Bellator lightweight champion and top UFC contender, Michael Chandler. So <laughs> we already know um, what, what veterans these guys are, right? Um, if you go back on their professional record, and their MMA career, you'll see for, for how long they've been fighting. They've been fighting for almost about 15 years now. And, um, you know, Dustin Poirier, we've seen the, the rise and fall of his career. We've seen how persevering of a fighter he is. Um, and the fact that he's faced such tough talents in the lightweight division thus far and uh, this man does not give up and he's just like fighting and fighting and fighting until he gets another title shot and potentially gets the championship belt and the same thing goes for Michael Chandler Michael Chandler is also one of the most uh, hard-working individuals in the lightweight division and arguably in the entire roster of the UFC right now um, if it wasn't because of that, the UFC honestly would not really sign him from Bellator because they saw how dominant and uh, phenomenal of a fighter he was at Bellator. So uh, they naturally just just wanted to bring his talents over to the UFC. So things are really interesting and also complicated here. You're asking why. So this fight by itself, this bout by itself is absolutely phenomenal. I was literally thinking about this particular bout as I was watching some of the fights that I was watching for UFC 280 two weeks ago. What was the main event for UFC 280, if you may recall? Uh, of course, we had Islam Makachev fight off against Charles Oliveira for the lightweight championship of the world, right? So, yeah, in that case, about that, <laughs> LOL, uh, we all know what happened. We all know that Islam Makachev uh, successfully submitted Charles Oliveira in that fight, and Charles Oliveira um lost that opportunity we talked about uh how charles Oliveira, even though he won his previous fight prior to that fight 
he wasn't really awarded the lightweight championship belts because in that particular fight, he had missed weight. So the UFC refused to actually give him the lightweight belts. But in this case, you know, we were still looking at Charles Oliveira as the champion, as the reigning champion, because he truly was, right? And so, you know, when, when Islam did what he did to Charles, we were like, oh my goodness. Okay, so we all thought that it was going to be a more competitive fight because Charles Oliveira is a darn good fighter, right? And you would expect nothing less from him fighting not just against Islam, but any other tough contender in the in the lightweight division. But we saw what we saw, and it is what it is, at least for now. Um, so, you know, when, when, when you see such dominant talent in the weight division, you can't help but think, okay, who's next for someone like Islam, you know? And in this case, because of how dominant Charles Oliveira had been prior to the loss that he just recently had against Islam, again, you cannot help but think... Okay, he's probably going to get one other fight before he gets to uh, challenge Islam for his title. And the, the, the fight that um, Charles Oliveira would get prior to getting that rematch against Islam, in my opinion, would be the winner of this Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler fight. And that is because, I mean, you know, so many reasons. So uh, both guys are top contenders. They've proven themselves through and through with every single fight that they've had in the UFC as to why they're deserving of the of the top contendership spots in the weight division. And also they're just they're so freaking good and they have so much. They bring so much experience to the table and um they're also very well known. Like I said, they've been fighting for a decade and a half at least. Everybody knows them. Everybody's familiar with uh, their um, uh, careers and notable fights and wins and whatnot. So um, very, very exciting to, to have that happen potentially in the future. So yeah, again, my opinion is the winner of this Dustin Poirier-Michael Chandler fight will get to fight against Charles Oliveira. And whoever gets to win that fight, they would get the ultimate chance against Islam Makachev for the lightweight title currently. Because in my opinion, if um, the winner of this fight were to just skip over Charles Oliveira, I'm not really sure how I feel about it unless Charles was majorly injured or something or has to get some surgical procedure done for whatever and he's out of competition for a while in that case i would get why the winner of the chandler and poirier fight would get to directly fight islam for the title but uh, other than that i think it would be it, well the 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 fairest scenario would be to to have the winner of poirier and chandler fight against Oliveira and the and the winner of that bout to fight for the title against Islam. All right. Okay. But uh, I feel like I was literally like I, like a general talking about uh, my game plans for <laughs> like a combat that I have coming up. But I mean, tis the game, tis the, tis the combat game of the lightweight division at the UFC, um, the most dynamic weight division in the league. And um arguably one of the most entertaining ones out there. So there you have it. Um, I believe, yes, I think that was the only fight that I wanted to talk about. 
On this episode, out of the whole UFC 281 fight card that we have coming up on November 12th, but for the rest of the fights, I look forward to breaking down those fights for y'all on our next episode, so I hope you're as hyped as I am, and once again, I really had to just catch myself not to talk about these uh, bouts too much because of how excited I am, but I'm just going to leave the rest of the breakdowns for next week. All right. So now I just want to briefly talk about what happened this past Saturday when Jake Paul fought against Anderson Silva. So uh, I've already expressed many times on TKO how I feel about celebrity boxing and how I feel about uh, Jake Paul as a boxer. And uh, not going to lie, I mean, I feel like my opinion has evolved over time. Um, if you have been catching up with the show since day one, you probably remember me saying that I'm not in favor of celebrity boxing and I'm not in favor of having somebody who's not a professional do professional boxing, someone like Jake Paul. However, my opinion has changed uh, a lot and, you know, I feel like it would only be fair to say this because... We've all seen uh, how far Jake Paul as a athlete has has actually come on this journey and the sort of uh, challenges that he's had so far in his professional boxing career, the amount of training that he puts in and uh, how seriously he actually takes this game, the the game of boxing, I mean. And, uh, you know, he's just not there to mess around and get his money and, and bounce like he actually cares about what he's doing, which is great. So, um, you know what, uh, after seeing what happened on Saturday night, so I guess, uh, fast forward, uh, what happened Saturday night, oh my God. Okay. That, that's how you know that your girl is getting so excited, but also getting hungry. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, so what I wanted to say was, uh, you know, I really enjoyed watching that fight, uh, that he had against Anderson Silva, even though, I personally thought that the fight was very incredibly close and um, Jake Paul challenged Anderson Silva to a good degree and also Anderson Silva, given, given that he is not at the prime of his combat sports career anymore, I feel like he still challenged Jake Paul to a great degree as well. Um, uh, why do I think Jake Paul had the success at the end of the night? It's very obvious to me, um, Jake Paul... That's what he's been doing. Like he he's young and he's been training super hard in the gym. Anderson, um, feel like doesn't matter how old he gets, he will always be in the gym. But I mean, it's just it's just a fact of life. As you age, especially if you uh, do professional sports, your performance would decline. And uh, this is the, the, the this will always be the case, regardless of if you like it or not. Um, but he still has it in him. Like, don't get me wrong. But if you were to, again, like in this in this case, if you were to put him up against someone younger who's been training the same amount, well, yeah, that's where you're going to get. And considering all those factors, I feel like Anderson still did phenomenal against Jake Paul. And consider, please keep in mind that boxing is not Anderson Silva's main sport. So having said all of that, I still give a lot of props to Anderson Silva for accepting the fight, for training for this fight, for actually taking the fight and fighting Jake Paul. And I also uh, applaud Jake Paul for his uh, boldness in this fight and for um, the performance that he actually put on in this fight. What I'm not in uh, agreement with, (laughs) 
and this was just absolutely ludicrous when I heard it in the post-fight interview was this. So, okay, kudos to Jake Paul for, again, his boldness and his confidence and all the hard work that he's putting in into this boxing thing that he's doing right now. However, I absolutely flipped out when Jake Paul called out Canelo Alvarez for his next fight. To me, honey, that is like apples to oranges. To me, that is like uh, me gaining success in uh, recreational basketball and then me going to the mic and saying I want to call out Michael Jordan you know what I mean so when he said that I was like "Mm, I don't know if that's gonna be the smartest thing to do in this case because Canelo Alvarez is a very serious boxer he is arguably the best professional boxers boxer excuse me of the current era of boxing so I feel like it was a very horrible mistake that he actually called out Canelo. He probably did it for the clout. Yes, absolutely. But would it be smart for him to fight Canelo Alvarez? Absolutely not. Uh, it's a no for me, dog. I'm just going to leave it as that. Oh, man, I wish I could uh, talk about that more if we had more time. But unfortunately, I'm just looking at the clock right now. That is all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. You can also go to SoundCloud. Oh, not SoundCloud. Oh, my God. I'm thinking about uh, our episodes back in 2016. You can also go to Spotify (laughs) and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time. It's your girl, Jan right here, and this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.